Welcome to the Relationship Diversity Podcast, where we celebrate, question, and explore all aspects of relationship structure diversity, from soloamory to monogamy to polyamory and everything in between, because every relationship is as unique as you are. We'll bust through societal programming to break open and dissect everything we thought we knew about relationships, to ask the challenging but transformational questions, who am I and what do I really want in my relationships? I'm your guide, Carrie Jaroslow, best-selling author, speaker, intuitive, and coach. Join me as we reimagine all that our most intimate relationships can become. I was the original casting director for the international sensation Blue Man Group. During my 12-year tenure with the Thriving Arts Organization, I also served as the resident director for their Las Vegas production. 12 years is a long time. It's long enough for my job to become a big part of my identity. I didn't fully realize how much I had identified with my job until I came face to face with a famous musician. I had been in a relationship with a rock journalist who knew many musical celebrities. Living in Sin City, we wound up at concerts regularly, with or without a ticket. And more times than not, my boyfriend would see a stagehand that he knew coming back from a coffee break, and in the blink of an eye, we'd wind up backstage, or better yet, in that musician's hotel room or dressing room. I would first get introduced as the girlfriend of my almost famous boyfriend. This would solicit a nonchalant, hey, what's up, from the rock star. But as soon as my boyfriend added, she's the director of Blue Man Group, the musician's entire demeanor would change. All of a sudden, they seemed really interested in me, my status instantaneously changing our interaction. So in 2006, when the time came for me to leave my job to go fully into the healing arts, I had an identity crisis. I didn't know myself without that job, or more accurately, without that label. I realized that I had leaned on it so heavily to make me feel important and worthy because of the attention it brought me. This threw me into a deep and dark introspective period of my life. I felt like Everything I thought I knew was stripped away from me, even though it was my decision to leave the job. I felt confused, lost, and unanchored. But when I moved to the other side of the confusion to more understanding, I got to know myself deeper than ever before. I learned who I was without that job, letting go of many other labels that I had let define me. And at that time, I remember making the conscious intention that I would do my very best to look for my identity within me, first and foremost, instead of outside of me, that I would check in with myself first, find my worthiness from within, know myself, and identify myself from the truth of who I am. And if I didn't know what that was, then I would commit to the self-inquiry process. I am the first to admit that I'm not perfect and am continually working on finding my worthiness and sense of self from within. But I found that when my identity came from within, it couldn't be taken away from me. 
my identity, especially when coming from a healed perspective instead of a wounded perspective, became a more stable foundation that kept me strong when my outside world felt crazy. And so this is what I'm going to talk about in today's episode. What is identity? How do you identify yourself? And how can you move past surface identity labels that keep you from growing? I'll look at how to uncover and become more aware of your core identity. And I'll also look at why this idea of identity is so important when exploring diverse relationships. Okay, so let's start with what your identity is. Your identity is a sense of self, who you think you are. We start from the moment we're born with a core identity. This core identity, in my opinion, is the purest and most truthful moment, that moment without labels, expectations, or programming. And then we have all these experiences where we're told who we are, who we should be, who people see us as, and these may start from adults in our lives, whether parents or teachers, and then extends out to our peers and society as our awareness expands outside of ourselves. And then add into the mix our hopes, fears, dreams, past experiences, you know, all of these things develop who we think we are. And when we're taking in so much from the outside world, from these people and experiences, whether well-meaning or not, it's like these conclusions and assumptions from others begin to make up who we really think we are. So for example, let's say I was born a free spirit. I naturally love to explore, ask, wander, and I'm filled with curiosity. But my parents tell me that I'm too wild, that I'll never do well in school because I can't focus, that I should learn to stay still for extended periods of time, and that I'll get in trouble if I can't focus, listen, and pay attention and do as I'm told. With these words and a threat of punishment, I start suppressing my natural creativity, movement, and spirit and do what they want or what they think is best. My core identity gets hidden under all the expectations of my family and society. And then I form these conclusions about my identity, like I'm too loud or wild. I'm not good enough for my parents' love, or they'll only love me if I'm a certain way. I form the conclusion that I can only get ahead in life if I listen and do what I'm told. The more stimulation I get from the outside world, the more my identity is formed through these expectations, and the more confusing it gets to know who I really am. This solidifies the belief, unconscious or not, that my identity comes from outside of me, from outside stimulation, outside acknowledgement and labels that I take on to define how I show up in the world. And that unconsciously supports the belief that I can't trust who I really am. And then I depend on my outside world to tell me who I am. And it's so disempowering because if I believe I'm my job and then for some reason my job goes away, my identity is rattled and the world I built around this identity comes crumbling down, which many times leads to an identity crisis. So... What's the alternative? Well, 
Instead of looking for my identity in the outside world, my job, my relationship, so I'm a wife, a mother, an author, an entrepreneur, etc., I go through the process of really getting to know myself, who I really am. A process of soul searching and being curious with uncovering and looking at all the things I think I am and asking myself, where does it come from? And what's my deeper truth? So for example, let's say I'm a doctor. I explore this label by asking myself, was this my desire or someone else's? Was this my parents' dream or society's programming that says doctors are respected? Or could it possibly be about the money they make? I ask these challenging questions and then open myself up with courage to hear the truth. So let's say that I feel that it is really what I wanted. I can then begin picking it apart by asking myself, what are the aspects of being a doctor that I love? Maybe it's that I really enjoy taking care of people. Maybe I really enjoy science. Maybe I love the process of helping people get better. This is where I can begin to understand the qualities, beliefs, and feelings that are important to me and go beyond the labels. So if that doctor label goes away, I still know that the foundation of who I am is someone who really loves people. And that identity is intact and really can't be taken away from me. Now, this is so empowering because it's not dependent on a label or something outside of me. Now, I want to go into why exploring, knowing, and embracing your identity is so important in terms of relationship diversity. Relationship diversity, as I define it, is all the varied ways we relate to ourselves and others. And I'm focusing in this podcast mainly on intimate relationships. Relationship diversity goes deeper than just the labels of monogamy or soloamory or polyamory because I talk about looking at the diversity within the labels. I talk about designing your unique relationship from your unique self. And the foundation of your unique self is, you guessed it, your identity. So to begin this inquiry, you need to know who you are beyond the labels, because if you stick with the label of, let's say, monogamy, and yet you're somewhat interested in opening up your relationship, or at least exploring what that would look like, you'll many times get stuck in the label of monogamy. Instead, if you go deeper into that, and you look at the aspects of monogamy that you identify with and that excite you. So maybe I really like to go deep in conversations and intimacy. I love heart connections. I like to have meaningful conversations and experiences. Now, monogamy may have been the way that you had these experiences in the past, but if you hold on to just the label of monogamy, you might keep yourself from new experiences. If you allowed yourself to look underneath that label, you may find the ways you can explore a different structure while maintaining those qualities that feel important to you. So in other words, your identity is not that you're monogamous, which can be limiting, but your identity is that you love intimacy and deeper connections, which can be limitless. 
This deeper self-awareness helps you be able to design your unique relationships from the truth of who you are instead of from the labels, woundedness, programming, and expectations. Now, if you've never questioned who you are, it can be scary and daunting to begin the process of investigating who you think you are and then determining if you feel aligned with your perceptions. So here are some specific ways I'd like to offer to start the inquiry. First, ask yourself how you identify or what are the identifiers that make up your life? You may start at the surface, looking at your job, your relationships, the activities you participate in, the food you eat, your family, your gender or sexual orientation, religious or spiritual upbringing, your hopes, your fears, your aspirations. Make a list of what those are and then take each one and see if you can locate where it originated. For example, if you're a lawyer, when did you first think of becoming a lawyer? Was it something you really felt called to do? Was it something that someone else wanted you to do or thought would be a good career for you? If it was your choice, what about it interested you? Maybe you find that fairness has always been super important to you or that you've always rooted for the underdog. Once you bring consciousness to those markers that have formed your identity, you're more empowered to choose if you feel aligned or not. And if you determine that you don't feel aligned, you can ask yourself what might feel more resonant. I like to close my eyes and see if I can allow my outside world to fall away, even if just for a minute. I tune into the darkness and just feel, feel my consciousness, feel myself without external stimulation and information. I found through this process that I'm not my job. I'm not my relationship. I'm not my family. I'm not my religion. I'm not my challenges or fears or even hopes and dreams. So if I'm not all that, then who am I? Answering this question can be quite an existential journey. And sometimes I feel clear and sometimes I feel lost. But when I really sit with myself and open up to the inquiry, as I have done for almost 30 years, I found this about myself. I am a loving, caring, compassionate empath who thrives on heart connections with myself and others. I'm strong, courageous, and resilient. I love deeper connections, exploring the human psyche, embracing my spirituality, intuition, and energy. I'm a curious seeker when it comes to understanding how our whole self, body, mind, and spirit intertwine and coalesce. This lights me up, excites me, fulfills me, entertains me, challenges me, and contributes to my evolution, which I say all the time is a constant. When these aspects form my identity, it doesn't matter what's happening externally. I'm grounded in these parts of my identity. So close your eyes for a moment and take a deep breath. Bring your hands to your heart. Allow the world to fall away for just a moment. Now take another deep breath and ask yourself what speaks to your heart. What lights you up? What's important to you? 
What do you love doing? What do you believe in? Bring your job to your mind. Find something that you love about it. Bring a healthy relationship to mind. This could be with a friend, family, or intimate partner. What do you love about how you show up in that relationship? Asking yourself these questions will begin the self-exploration journey of getting to know your true self, your identity. If you want to continue this process, check out or re-listen to episode six of this podcast called How Do I Get to Know Myself? and episode 20 called Self-Care is Not a Luxury. These episodes give you tips on how to go more into the process of uncovering, understanding, knowing, and accepting your true identity. Cultivating this skill of self-intimacy or looking into yourself will help you immensely when wanting to explore a new relationship structure. It'll help you to understand why you want to do this, what this different structure might fulfill within you, and help give you important information about yourself that you can then bring into a conversation with your partner. More on this topic soon. Stay tuned and stay curious. Thank you for listening to the Relationship Diversity Podcast. Want to learn more about relationship diversity? I've got a free guide I'd love to send you. Go to www.relationshipdiversitypodcast.com to get your sent right to you. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast. You being here and participating in the conversation about relationship diversity is what helps us create a space of inclusivity and acceptance together. The more comfortable and normal it is to acknowledge the vast and varied relating we all do, the faster we'll shift to a paradigm of conscious, intentional, and diverse relationships. New episodes are released every Tuesday and Thursday. Stay connected with me through my website, kerryjarislow.com, Instagram, and TikTok. Stay curious. Every relationship is as unique as you are. wondering why you never seem to find lasting fulfillment in your relationships? Or do you create the same kinds of relationship experiences over and over again? Can you never seem to find even one person who you want to explore a relationship with? Have you just given up hope altogether? If this sounds like you, my recent book, Why Do They Always Break Up With Me, is the perfect place to start. The foundation of any relationship, whether intimate or not, is the relationship we have with ourselves. In the book, I lead you through eight clear steps to start or continue your self-exploration journey. You'll learn about the importance of self-acceptance, gratitude, belief shifting, and forgiveness, and given exercises to experience these life-changing concepts. This is the process I use to shift my relationships from continual heartbreak to what they are now, fulfilling, soul-nourishing, compassionate, and loving. It is possible for you. This book can set you on a path to get there. Currently available through Amazon or through the link in the show notes.